I think it's on. Oh, yeah, there it is. Look, it's counting. <laughs> Very good. All right. <laughs> okay, so uh, I, I, I guess our um, our regular, the, the, our extra fancy microphone thing is out of batteries, and um, we brought it along, uh, only to find out out here it's out of batteries. But we've put a, I mean, I've got a lot of use out of it before it got sad, the battery department. Yeah. So we're crunching on the snow up at the laboratory. It's kind of um, icy remains of snow. And on our drive up, we uh, startled three does that skedaddled into the bushes on the drive up. I think Burrow was asking that because, like, I, I sent out an email a couple of hours ago, and I said, uh, <laughs> so you you would ask that we go for a walk, and. I just have too much going on. I mean, I'm trying to get the Kickstarter out today, the new Kickstarter. I'm trying to get it going out today. Oh, yeah, look at all those deer prints. I'm, I'm going to try and get a picture, but I have to use my nose because my hands are in gloves. No way. Are you seriously going to take a picture with your nose? What? Oh, look at that. You missed it. I did. You missed it. Oh, no. See, you're going to have to take your hands out of your gloves now. <laughs> Okay. All right, People all right. are laughing. So then you said, let's go for a walk. And I said, I've got too much stuff to do. I've got the jump drive project, um, and I need to send that out. And then on top of that, uh, the new Kickstarter. I want to get it to go out tonight. And, um, and, and you really want to go for a walk. So I said, well, if we were doing like two things at once, then that would be okay. Like if we do the thing where we record a podcast while we walk. And, um, but I don't want to make a podcast about stuff that we've already made a podcast about. So you sent out, or I sent out, you posted a, a, a post uh, at Permies saying um, that we're doing this, but people have to suggest topics or ask questions that haven't been covered before. Oh, it's so much quieter over here. Yeah. So now, as, as if we're going to be here and observe, I think an important thing to observe is, like, why is there ice and snow there and there's not here i think those were some compacted uh roadways where uh water and snow had accumulated and couldn't soak in well you know this is former timber property there's lots of compacted areas and then plus we've been driving on some of those same roadways and continuing the compaction okay but look over there there's there's snow over there and that's not compacted. Oh, you're right. Yeah. Good See, point. now one of the things that I seem to recall is that um, under a conifer tree, so so where we're standing and there's not snow and ice, there's a bunch of conifer trees. I mean, I own forests. <laughs> <laughs> I own mini forests. And so here we are standing, and over there where we see snow and it's not compacted. There are, it's more a little bit of a tiny meadow, maybe a couple of baby trees here and there, but look how underneath those trees it's not snow, there's not a bunch of snow either. My understanding is is that um, underneath conifer trees it's a little bit warmer, hmm. and that somehow conifer trees help to hold in the warmth in the wintertime. See, now you're taking a picture of three trees all growing together. I think that's a great example of like, for good forestry management, one of those trees should come out. So it's got a fork in the middle. And if you don't take one of those trees out, one of them will, and you can kind of tell which one, <laughs> one of them will fall. I so. just 
thought the smooth bark contrasted in um, in front, the smooth young bark in front of the old gnarly bark. Uh, a nice little contrast. Okay. Well, come April, we'll be taking down a lot of trees. And I think, you know, so here we've got two trees that it's either one split tree or two trees that grew so close together that now they're kind of like one for the first seven feet or so. And that one of those should be taken down. And then these two trees here, which are only about six inches apart, one of those should come out. And so that's part of good forestry practice. Excellent observations. That's what people want is they want some observations. And, and of course, um, people are reading, doing the designer's manual book club right now online and discussing that. And it's the very first part of the designer's manual and it's all about observation. And I think some people are curious, you know, how long do you observe before you do anything? That's been a question before. So you posted the thread asking for questions or topics, and then I sent out a daily-ish email making people aware, and we did get a lot of feedback. Also, um, one person said, you should interview these people. And I'm thinking, like, I don't think our cell phones even work here. <laughs> so how would we interview people? So um, anyway. <laughs> yeah, the goal the goal of the Sunday walks is just that, a walk on the laboratory. So. Right. You want this to be a regular thing. And I suppose if, if people keep posting good questions out there, we could make it a regular thing, you know, weather permitting. It's amazing how many weeks will go by and we don't even get up here to the lab. It's only two miles or so or whatever from base camp and we don't get here. Look at what we're walking through now. We're walking through... Um, dead napweed. Are you yeah. sure it's napweed? I'm yeah. not sure what it is, but I'm not sure it's napweed. Oh. Napweed has a thicker stem. Oh. Um, it's something. Are you sure? Yeah. So we have, so like Tim, of course, comes up to the laboratory like six times a day and, and there's a few, oh, you Maybe remember? it's star thistle. I can't tell in this state. Yeah. It's all dried up. That would be a good thing to build a skill with is to recognize plants in the winter time. So Yeah, that's nap that's napweed. I'm I'm not convinced. Hmm. That leaf I recognize. That one <laughs> So one of the suggestions was because oh yeah, Emily had walked Emily and Tony who live up here on the laboratory, they had um walked down the, the draw, I mean, there are several draws, but this particular draw is the one that people believe is the most likely to have once contained a creek. And, um, and in fact, you know what? Look right there. You can kind of see a depression in the land. See right here? It's like, it's like entirely plausible that before the creek went underground, this was the, the last spot for the creek before it disappeared forever. Right. When we walked the land in the past, there are some depressions that were actually wheel depressions from old skid roads that some people were mistaking for creek beds. But uh, the difference with this one is it is much more irregular, right? Right. Yeah. So because I know you and Mark Vandermeer especially could 
more easily recognize what was a skid road and what was a natural formation from a creek or well, natural draw. Mark Vandermeer, when we were wandering around um, a couple months ago, he was pointing at something and he was saying that he thought that it was a man-made ditch. Oh, right. Yeah. And, and Where so, they had uh, changed the flow of the creek. Yeah. Yeah. So, which was still pretty damn tiny. And um, but just just to be clear, there is no running water on this land. There's I lots of pine cones right here. Tree seeds. Ah, lots of pine cones. I I think that it would be good, like when when there's when the river is flooding. Um, you know, rivers and creeks and stuff like that are flooding around here, then we should come up here and video everything to see if there's a single speck anywhere where the uh, water comes anywhere idea. close to approaching the surface. We're just walking, um, talking woodland management stuff, but I think Julia had a question about what would you plant and where, where would you start. Um, Wow. Okay. Uh, I'm just going by memory on the thread. I'm not. I don't have the best internet reception here. Plus, you had a list of topics you wanted to get to as well. Well. So I'm. I think before we get to the new stuff, we should try and catch people up on recent events. Yeah. So I just finished a couple of days ago doing my TED talk. Mm-hmm. And. Um, that was on our list too. Okay. That was that was really weird for me because they wanted me to to present in a way that. I had never presented before, and it was very much outside of my comfort zone. And it was like this, but we kind of cheated, or at least I cheated. They allowed me to cheat, but they allowed me to cheat kind of at the last second, and they did they, what? I'm just wondering which way you want to go. I'm, I want to follow the draw. Okay. I want to, you know, wherever's the lowest point, let's just follow the lowest stuff. You can tell, here's a, here's a, a game trail. You wanted to take a picture of, oh, you've got more Bambies to take. Uh, that's a, that was a big hook print. That was larger than the other ones. Oh, it could be elk. Yeah. Um, so as, anyway, they, they wanted me to memorize my presentation, which I'm not very good at memorizing. So I wrote something to memorize, and it was like, <laughs> I I couldn't memorize the first 10 seconds. I kept forgetting just the first bit. And, um, oh, it was just... So they had me rehearse the night before the event, and that was a disaster. So um, I went and I... Uh, when it came to be my turn to give the presentation, it was like morning, like, uh, I don't know, what was it, about 10.30 or 11 in the morning? And and then, um, so it was my turn to present, and I'm standing there in the wings, and they're announcing me, and um, and it's like, this is going to be terrible. This is, this is going to be a car wreck. <laughs> um, it's going to, uh, I'm, oh, you're going to get a picture of us? <laughs> All right. So this is, this is going to, going to be a terrible experience. Um, I can't remember, I still can't remember the intro, let alone all the other parts. I just saw this thing fly down, 
And I'm wondering, what is that? Is it like a little twig? It is. It's just a little twig. We must have bumped it ourselves. So I I thought, I can't remember any of it. Um, and then I got out there, and I was going, I kind of snuck in some slides to help remind me of what I'm going to talk about. See how it's so thick right here? I think I think the, the fact that it's so, so very thick right here is indicative that it's um, either very excellent soil right here or possibly because we are in this this low spot that um, there's watery bits not too deep well and they look like um, a little bit more moisture plants I'm not sure what they are but they're deciduous twiggy shrubby things uh, whether it would be like my uh, I think in northwest terms like vine maples and things like that but I don't think those are as common out here um, and without their leaves, it's really hard to tell what they are. Yeah. Yeah, you just see but, these but sticks those would want more moisture, right? True. Well, I have no idea what happened, but I um, gave the presentation, and uh, I, I didn't get stuck. I, I managed to do good enough at remembering things, even though I couldn't see the slides. That deer poop. Yeah, well-fed deer. <laughs> Look, here's lots of deer poop. There's deer poop. Man, they had a pooping festival here. All right, so that was that presentation. Um, I did it on heat. I think it. Uh, I think it came out okay. Not. It wasn't an awesome presentation, but it was okay. There's a thread about it in the tinkering forum with links to the video you can watch. For now, I mean, it's lumped together in this massive, really long video, even though your segment's got 20 minutes out of there. But for right now, uh, you could go to that, and it's at a... Uh, anyway, it's the second video, or the bottom video, and you're at 2 hours, 45 minutes in. I think so. it's at the tinkering forum, and somebody originally asked the question, would Paul do a TED Talk? Right. And the next thing you know, it's all getting set up, and I'm doing a TED Talk. So then in, later in the thread, somebody has a link to where you can watch it live, and it turns out to be the same link to be able to watch it recorded later. You know what I love about these stumps? So I already posted a picture of one of these stumps. We were walking with Mark Vandermeer, and there were all these examples of hoar frost, H-O-A-R, hoar frost. <laughs> And um, in the center of the stumps where there's the most decay, there's the most frost. And um, I just think it's kind of an amazing thing to see in the wintertime. So we've seen a couple stumps like that again today. There's the Oregon grape is looking reddish for the winter, the Oregon grape leaves. And the, oh, there's yeah. lots of connect connect here, but that's still looking bright green. Um, so now we're getting kind of up. We should try to, to see if we can find the, well, find the lower spot in this little draw here. You can kind of see the western larch is all, set, it's all kind of uh, checked out for the wintertime. They look like dead trees, but they're not. Yeah, and here the western larch is called the tamarack. Yeah, but that's um, not quite so bad. Right. So, 
I thought the best part of the TED Talk was hanging out in the green room with the other speakers, because then we can be goofy and we can we get to see what's going on and we can kind of be a little bit more rambunctious than if we were out in the actual audience. And it was like Ivan was there with us. Oh, right. <laughs> we How did that about, happen? Well, because this gal was talking about she was so tired of people saying awesome or saying sick or ill when they meant something was good or cool. And I said, oh, we traveled with this Norwegian. Ooh, what is that? That's poop. I know, but what kind? I think it's bear poop. I'm pretty sure it's bear poop. Did you want to take pictures of poop? I could. Remember that guy who showed us all his poop on poop pictures on his camera? Yeah, when we first met him. Hey, want to see my pictures of poop? <laughs> he shows us like, yeah. here's, look at this one. This is, this is coyote poop. And look at this one. This is, I think that this is mountain lion poop. And this is raccoon poop. And this is a picture of a pretty girl that I saw at the grocery store. And this is a picture <laughs> of some other kind of poop. Oh, <laughs> Super awesome. Super awesome. In the green room. And then everybody in the green room was saying super awesome. So, Ivan, if you hear this, everyone was talking like you. <laughs> everybody loved the Ivan. And and the thing that we pointed out was, because the woman was upset because she felt like people kept calling everything awesome. And they didn't really mean it. But <laughs> I think the, the, the moral of the story is, is that I think every time Ivan says super awesome that he uh he actually means it oh yeah what a positive guy yeah so yes um so what was next so the ted talk kickstarter was next on the list oh yeah the three dvd uh earth workshop uh set see the earth workshop three dvd set yeah that is going to be going out um tonight or tomorrow by the time uh, people hear this podcast It'll already be going, and um, please support my pod. Please support my three DVD Kickstarter. Uh, that's what kind of at this point is paying for damn near everything that we do here. <laughs> so, uh, doing a big push on that, and I'm very nervous about it because I kind of think that um, it's possible that people aren't all that interested in it, and um, so the default thought is like, oh, it'll be just like the the rocket mass heater uh, Kickstarter. And my thinking is like, well, yeah, but that was something where I think a lot more people are interested in rocket mass heaters. And at the time, there were no DVDs out about rocket mass heaters. So there seems to be... The, uh, yeah. But even so, the upside to the Earthworks is all the uh, videoing has been done by professionals. Right? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Not me. <laughs> Thanks for finding that to be so important that it had to be mentioned now. But I, I think people love your DIY style. And at the same time, I, I think for uh, instructional DVD, having really cool photography will help. So um, now what are you looking at? This stump that's decayed in a circle in the middle, and the layers of the tree have flaked off in in really elaborate shapes. I don't know how to, else to describe it. So you're going to take a picture of it? 
Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so the, uh, I guess the big thing to me is, is that, so yes, it was, um, professionally filmed. Um, although Bart is, uh, he, he kind of wants to have a talk with the filmer, like, you know, give him lessons, <laughs> but at the same time, um, there's ample good footage and, um, Bart does say it's, it's far superior to anything that I've done. Okay. So, uh, it'll, it'll, it'll be way better, um, in that respect. Uh, so I'm nervous that it won't get funded. And, um, because I just think that there might not be that much interest in, uh, uh, an Earthworks DVD. There's already one out by Jeff Lawton. And, um, We've we've already talked about like well if if we could do a stretch goal afterwards of like getting more footage and maybe even doing a, another like repeating the whole workshop here on the laboratory to have additional footage, but you know that's like thinking too far. That's like counting your chickens before they're hatched. Similar to your TED talk, I think your content, whether it's YouTube, whether it's DVD you filmed, whether it's DVD someone else filmed, and the way Bart edits it, all of that combined, when it is your stuff, it's much more brick-oriented. It's much more technical. It's much more, this is how you do it, not, let's just talk about doing it, but not show you anything, any of the nuts and bolts. You definitely get into a lot of the nuts and bolts with your stuff, which is a huge advantage, I, I think. One of, one of the things that people had feedback about with the Rocket Mass Heater DVD set is that we should have gone into more uh, detail. Even more? Over, over building it. Like, okay. like, you know, and now we're putting in this layer, and now we're putting in that thing, and now we're doing this, and now we're doing that, and, you know, that, that kind of thing. And um, so, which, by the way, brings up the whole shippable core thing. Um, we made another so we now have made four of the shippable cores that are the wood box style. And um, the fourth one went out um, while I was giving the TED Talk. I think while we were actually driving back from the TED Talk. Mm -hmm. See, that's elk poop right there, I think. Yeah. Yeah. It's bigger. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I was taking pictures of uh, black moss hanging from the trees. Um, it's the, mo the moss in Montana is different than the moss in uh, the Pacific Northwest. In well, some people Seattle think, area. yeah, some people think that this part of Montana is part of the Pacific Northwest. True, I, yeah, um, that's why I clarified with the Seattle area on this book. So when when I was a, a young pup, somewhere around 20, I think, I worked for the Northwest Power Planning Council as a librarian, and um, so then all these documents would come in and I would need to give them an official number and put descriptions of them into a database and so that way people could look them up when they needed them again. So we're still trying to follow the lowest spot. And you know where we're going and how to get back, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. This is a pretty big chunk of land. It'll it would it's gonna take a while to walk from one side to the other. So, um, so we talked about the TED Talk, we talked about the Kickstarter. The other thing that is going out is the jump drive, right? Oh, right, but people listening to this podcast probably aren't going to be interested in the jump drive. Um, basically, a lot of people were like, they 
wanted to download the podcasts and listen to them, but they're so big. The files are too big for them because their internet is crappy. And so they wanted to be able to get a jump drive that had uh, all the podcasts on it already. So, um, kind of looked into it, and then people were, we kind of did, a, a, through the Dailyish email, we did a thing where it's like a poll, and we asked people to give a thumbs up for this and a thumbs up for that. So we found out that people would also like to have all of the videos, all of the original source code for all the videos. And so we're also saying that, so anyway, we, we, we came up with a jump drive. It's um, a 32 gigabyte jump drive. Uh, it looks like a little jar. It's a little glass bottle, and the jump drive's in the cork lid. <laughs> so it's kind of cute looking. Um, and I actually have to send that out. Dog? Um, Dog. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with bear on that one. But you know, I am not a poop expert. Right. You're How right. about that this one? Like, yeah, that doesn't look that much like dog poop. You're right. Yeah, this one over here looks more like bear too. Huh. But you know, I'm I'm doing what's called wild ass guessing here. So we got all the videos. Wild ass. Wild ass. No pun intended. Oh yeah, no pun intended. <laughs> um. The, uh, the jump drive contains uh, all the podcasts, all of my podcasts, every last one, and then also all of the videos that I've put up to YouTube. And uh, it contains all of Tall Paul's podcasts. And um, Jack Spearco said I could use as many of his podcasts as I wanted. And so we did a thing where we sent a, something on the daily email and, and asked people to... Um, Here's a low spot over here. Yeah. To so select our favorite, Jack Spirko. Right. So I think we got like 70, which I know included all the ones with Stephen Harris, where he's talking about different kinds of battery things and stuff. Yeah. So, um, but there's, yeah, so there's 70 of Jack's podcasts on there, I think. And then there's one big, big, big video file of Jack talking about uh, food forests. Um, and I think he's got like a whiteboard and he's teaching people his theories on food forest stuff. Um, and we're putting it all on this jump drive and it's, uh, it's, it's 60 bucks and it's like... Um, Do you hear that crow? There's a crow complaining that we're coming. Yeah, the crow doesn't like us. So... We've got, uh, the idea is that it's going to be 60 bucks, and um, I think the break-even point is, is that if I sell, I have to buy 100, and I think if I sell 85, I will, and nothing happens, nothing weird happens, at 85 I break even. And uh, we've got 40 people who say they're going to buy them, hopefully I don't end up sitting on them for four years or something <laughs> like that, but... Will have made some people happy, I suppose. Yeah. Um, Sam was thinking you were doing a Kickstarter for that, but I said no, no Kickstarter for that. It's just going to be listed for sale, right? I think it's hard to do a Kickstarter for something that's already available for free. Yeah. You know, and all the stuff would be available for free. All you know, just go get it off the internet. And 
I don't I don't feel like it's very Kickstarter worthy. I and then plus it's like I we're we're currently if 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 each Kickstarter like if this next Kickstarter is a success, we Bart and I have already planned out twelve more future Kickstarters, and we're going to try and do four per year, which is I know kind of a breakneck pace, but. That, people might not understand what kind of breakneck pace that is for you guys, but there's so much behind the scenes that goes into that. So yeah. Yeah, it's um, this one's been particularly difficult already. Yeah. But um, you're on your butt. It's hard to move. On your, did you just really mess up your wrist? I don't know. You're gonna check your phone to see if you messed up your wrist. So I think we're going to have to stop the podcast because I think Jocelyn just uh, wiped out and and hurt herself. <laughs> I got to find the stop button.